El Chuqueño presents Almost Live from Big D's Party Palace Featuring Fernie G Banami And my name is Rich Wright Okay, hey Hello Hello, El Paso. Hello. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're here from uh, Big D's Party Palace. This is El Chuqueño Presents Almost Live because we try to bring it to you almost live as soon as we can get it on afterwards. Uh, I'm here with uh, Fernie G. And uh, uh, Ben Ami. Good afternoon. And my name is Rich Wright. Um, so, there's a new port report out on economic development in El Paso. It was uh, prepared, well, it was commissioned by the uh, Woody and Gail Hunt Family Foundation from uh, the Perryman Group. Now, the Perryman Group is a, uh, you know, I heard of them. They're respected. Uh, uh. Yeah, they, they don't mess around, that's for sure. Right. Who's this guy? Perryman. So, yeah, Dr. Ray Perryman started the group. Um, he holds a Bachelor of Science for, in Mathematics from Baylor and a PhD in Economics from Rice. Um, you know, authored several books, more than 400 academic papers. He ain't messing around. Yeah, he's got some credentials, huh? And, yeah. And the Perman Group has served the needs of more than, this is a quote, the needs of more than 3,000 private sector clients in numerous industries, including uh, nine, the nine largest firms in the U.S. I'm not sure what that means exactly. The nine largest companies in the U.S., maybe? Eight of the largest, uh, eight of the largest 10 law yeah, firms in the U.S., three wow. of the four largest domestic foundations. The six largest energy companies doing business in the U.S., 12 largest tech companies in the world, uh, the five largest financial institutions in the U.S. So, right, so some so, people. Okay, credible, pe credible. People trust him. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm, I think maybe you trust him, right? You get a guy like yeah. that, you, you yeah. gotta, put gotta, him on the witness stand. I mean, like, if you wanted a witness for right. the defense or whatever and you needed... An economics guy. You might get that guy. He's got you that might. kind of credentials. Right. Like if uh, he was in the Navy, he'd be driving an aircraft carrier, you mm -hmm. know? So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, uh, I got this report forwarded to me uh, from... Uh, I think it originated at the El Paso Chamber. The Chamber of Commerce there, the El Paso mm -hmm. Chamber. And uh, because I think it says, because uh, it quotes uh, the president and CEO of the El Paso Chamber. It says, uh, here's, what, here's, what, here's what it says. A new report commissioned by the Woody and Gale Hunt Family Foundation outlines the economic realities facing El Paso and the economic development opportunities that public, private, and philanthropic sector leaders can pursue to create economic prosperity. Uh, the report provides an assessment of how economic indicators for El Paso compare, blah, 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 yeah. And uh, 
The report includes challenges that El Paso must overcome and current resources that can counterbalance them. Here's a, here's a quote from uh, old Miss Andrea Hutchison. She says, the call to action from the report is clear. We simply can't be playing catch up in El Paso because so many cities are way ahead of us when it comes to recruiting businesses, talent, and offering a great quality of life for its residents. That's part of what she says. Let me address some of that right now. Uh, the weird part is that for the last 10 years, the policies of the city of El Paso have been playing catch up. You know, mm -hmm. they say, oh, yeah, all the big cities have a downtown arena. All the big cities have a triple A AAA baseball team, you know. So they thought we needed to catch up, you know. Mm. But, mm. but, uh, yeah. That's kind of a top down. Top down approach. gentrification. Yeah, top down gentrification. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, we can talk about that at a later episode, and mm -hmm. no doubt we will. Maybe even later in this episode. Mm -hmm. So then she says, uh, we need to be more aggressive about becoming a leader within Texas and established as a place where businesses, college graduates, and families want to set roots and call home. And it should take everyone in the community working together to arrive at this goal. But, well, let me tell mm -hmm. you about the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Uh, chamber of Commerce, you know, it's, well, you know, it's a nonprofit, right? It's a nonprofit mm -hmm. and nonprofits have, uh, a board of directors and then it has the organization, which usually goes through like a president or chief executive officer or whatever it is. You know? mm -hmm. And so you get, but you get a board of directors, right? And, uh. Where do they come from? Well, they come from uh, the community, but they don't come from all of the community. They only come from part of the community, right? And they're uh, generally, if you get a board, if you get any group of people, there's, uh, you know, one or two, three guys calling the shots, just social dynamics, you know? Mm -hmm. Or if somebody, if you get a board of directors and somebody at that board of, on that board of directors has an agenda, if they have some plan, they're going to trump everybody that doesn't have a plan, right? I mean, mm -hmm. so they, I mean, that's, that's how we got where we are today. Somebody had a plan, you know, and nobody else had another plan. So I said, okay, you know, so yeah, yeah maybe that's reasonable. But they should have noticed that the plan was not, it was sharing the risks and privatizing the profits. Anyhow, uh... The board of directors of uh, the chamber, uh, guess who's the chair? Guess who's, who's the board chair? Okay, I'm glad you asked yeah, me. Who, who is that chair? <laughs> who's the chair, Rich? It's <clears throat> Brad Taylor from Mountain Star Sports. He's a, a senior vice president at Mountain Star Sports. Brad Taylor. Brad Taylor. Yeah, Mountain Star Sports. That's the... Uh, the group that owns uh, the Chihuahuas. Owns the Chihuahuas and, and uh, occupies our ballpark. Remember, that's our ballpark. If the roof leaks, we pay for it. But if we want to go visit it, you still got to pay a cover charge to get in. I don't get it. 
you know, another quality of life project. Um, Got to keep up. No. Brad Taylor. Brad Taylor's on it. You know who else is on it? Uh, a guy named Justin Chapman, who is there representing hunt companies. And, uh, well, I guess all the big ones are... Uh, all the big Kelly Tomlin from El Paso Electric is on it. The president of El Paso Electric. And uh, Jessica Herrera. Jessica. Do you remember Jessica Herrera? I don't. What'd she do? Oh. She used to be the... Uh, in uh, the city of El Paso's economic development department. But... Uh, so they're she, probably reading this report and a little. Sh uh, they may be a little shocked <laughs> by nah. what's in there. <laughs> no, nah, they're they're uh, bulletproof, bro. They're waterproof. <laughs> Nothing gets through them. They're saying, "Oh yeah, see, we were right all along." Is what they're saying. <laughs> so uh, Jessica Herrera got uh, canned from the city of El Paso. Why? Because, I don't know, I don't know this, know this. I just know this, okay? Okay. Uh, Tell us what you know. Uh, she, uh, she was supposed to get that Ford battery plant out there at mm. Northeast El Paso. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a, El Paso is one of the cities in uh, running for that, yeah. the Ford battery plant. And uh, I don't know. Well, I think she misled city council and the city manager that uh, El Paso was looking good for it. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't get it. If, right. if you'd, uh... Could they have gotten it, Rich? Was there a chance? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know. Big Ford battery plant out there in Northeast El Paso. It's almost something, you know. Yeah. It's, it's more than That would have been a game changer for... It would have been good. Right. It went El Paso. Right, right. It would have been a game changer for city government. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking they probably... That Ford Motor Company... Uh... When they chose that place out in Kentucky, I think the real name of the place is Bumfuck. Bumfuck, <laughs> Kentucky, yeah. And uh, when they uh, moved out there, they probably didn't know that we had AAA baseball. They probably didn't know that we had water parks. Yeah, that... That only cost 15 bucks a day to I, go into. They had only... Another thing, that's your water park. You paid for that, you're paying for that water park with your property taxes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, they're losing money. Anyhow, I digress. Chamber of Commerce, way behind this report. So, uh, what does the report say exactly? I'll tell you what it says. Tell us what it says, Rich. The first, the first half, the <clears throat> first third. Now, if you're driving, listening to this podcast right now, I'd advise you to pull over for this next part. 
pull over, pull into the nearest parking lot. Uh, if, if there's one handy, get into a bar. Okay, the first one-third, one-half of the report came to the conclusion that by all the economic indicators, El Paso's poor. Huh. Huh, right, right. How about that? <laughs> that one? And they decided that El Paso's uh, poor because uh, two things. What are they? Doing? There's a lot of unemployment, and uh, there's uh, the jobs here. There's no good jobs here. El Paso's mm -hmm. poor. Well, that's you know they didn't say it like that, <clears throat> yeah. but they did say that El Paso has a low workforce participation rate. I've got the low workforce participation rate. Not like thing. I'm unemployed. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to play. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the report is great. It's full of jargon. I mean, you know, it's uh, legalese or something like that. But it comes, it comes. You know, the report has everything. No matter what. You can find something that uh, supports your position in the report, even if you're even if you're uh, even if you're guilty of perpetrating a failed economic development policy for the last twenty years. There's still some, you know, something in there for you. There's, yeah, there's still something in there for you. There's a a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So. Uh, Here's some of the things it said that I, you know, edited out of it. As noted, a variety of community investments can enhance property by improving competitiveness for quality corporate location and expansions. Communities with insufficient infrastructure, water, wastewater streets, educational facilities, training programs, broadband, and many others are at a decided disadvantage. I'm thinking the Perryman Group probably has this whole thing, you know. In there. Right, right, right. They, they can just a... plug in, you know, insert name of community here, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a template. No, uh, what it says is we need to invite it in, uh, we need to develop Smart businesses, software developers. Mm -hmm. yeah. And not only that, it talks about investing in infrastructure. So, what kind of infrastructure? Though? Like education. Oh yeah. Of course, transportation, things like that. Right, right. It's uh... because a lot of these people, they say that you know we need to bring the knowledge workers, quote, mm -hmm. knowledge workers in. Yeah. Um, you know who are often highly educated, very skilled. And in short supply, that's a quote from them. And, you know, if they have kids, they want to put their kids into good schools. Right. And if people, you know. Right. If we had a reputation for great schools, you know, mm -hmm. how would that be? If we had a reputation, if we had great schools, how, well, we could how, probably... would, that, how would that, 
how would that help El Paso in 20 years, you know, or, you know, yeah. 10 years? If we had great schools, you know, why can't mm -hmm. we have great schools? We spend great school taxes. Right. We pay great school taxes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, no. It's a tough uh, one. No early good. childhood education is key, but it's uh, hard to get early childhood educators. Mm -hmm. you know, great early childhood educators. I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of like, well, you know, I went to McDonald's and they wouldn't hire me, so I'm going to go work at the daycare, you know? Mm -hmm. hmm. That could happen for sure. So we need great teachers before we, so we can have great schools. That's kind of what I was alluding to, that to the bottom-up approach to economic development is, you know, no, no, no. cover you know the basics. We, you guys are missing the boat completely. What we need is a children's museum. A children's <laughs> museum will take care of all of that for us. Yeah, that may help. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to go to the children's museum. I'm of course, of course I'm you a are. Child at heart. <laughs> See what's gonna go in there. But uh, I don't know. They gonna? Are, will they be serving margaritas? You know, only the first day. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> so That's okay. I got a flask. <laughs> children's museum. Yeah, I guess I was getting that children's museum downtown. So you take the kids and they look at history. And then forget it. No, no, no. You go in there and they got like really old kids. Really old kids in there at the museum. Like Our, Neanderthal. Neanderthal children. Yeah, it's a children's museum. It's got Stone Age toys, you know, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is really just stones, you know. So. That's all there was. <laughs> yeah. It's the Stone Age. Come on, bro. That's when they started getting stoned. Those you know, were the days. thinking about what you just said, though, Rich, about they want the, what do you call them, tech? Right. They knowledge want tech workers. people, knowledge workers? Knowledge workers is knowledge the workers. word I was looking for that you came up with. <laughs> Way to go. Um, but thinking about, like, Austin, you know, which is higher up on that income level, right? was a lot of service, kind of like El Paso is like a lot of service industry, and then all of a sudden you had this tech thing coming up. Of course, El Paso may not become the tech hub of Texas, you know, it's kind of, everyone's kind of in on Austin. Let me um, tell you what... So it's hard to kind of chase that. That Let me tell you, I used to live in Austin. Did you know that? So did I. I, I lived I in Austin. I think I've lived in Austin for four years cumulative over two episodes there. Yeah. And... When I uh, was in Austin, well, this was in the 70s, in the 70s. Let me tell you, let me tell you how long ago it was. I uh, skipped studying for a final exam so I could go to the Armadillo and watch uh, one of the last shows of that era of uh, Doug Somm and Augie Myers. Wow. Right. That's how long ago it was. That's, what That's awesome. how old I am. You know, it is so old that anybody who listens to a podcast doesn't even know what I'm talking to. Did I say it was at the Armadillo? Did I say that part? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, at the Armadillo. Didn't even exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, I used to live in Austin. And back, back then, uh, people used to say, yeah, Austin's cool, but it's not as cool as it used to be, right? 
mm-hmm. which is what they say about Austin. You know, it's not as cool now. as Austin's it was. cool, but it's not as cool as it used to be. I mean, like you should have been here six weeks ago, man. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Back in February. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, No, uh, you know what they say about El Paso? All kinds of stuff, but... El Paso is fixing to explode. (laughs) Is it? Right? Well, that's what they... That's what they... They they started... uh, Ed Garcia. Ed... We used to call him Ed Libra. Because he had the family that... uh, owned uh, Poor Libra. He was part of the family. Oh, right owned Poor Libra, where you used to be able to go, to go in and buy uh, clothes by, clothes the, by the pound. <laughs> clothes by the pound. And they had they had the dollar ninety nine a pound store and then the three ninety nine a pound store. It's and like, then if you wanted like uh, retro you go to the five ninety nine a pound store, right? And Ed Libra, he would come into the bar and he'd uh, say, uh, I'd say, hey, Ed, how much does that guy's outfit weigh? <laughs> <laughs> what would... And he'd look at him, he'd say, oh, I don't know, six and a half pounds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was an expert. He was an expert, yeah. right? I mean, you, you know. if you needed an expert on how much clothes weigh just without weighing them, huh? It was destiny. I mean, his yeah, last right. name is what? Libra? No, Garcia. Gar- we call him Ed Libra. Oh, okay. Well, his, his nickname was Ed Garcia. I, I could be wrong. I could be thinking about the uh, rock star drummer for Pissing Razors, Eddie Garcia. No, I'm not thinking about no. him. Different guys, different people entirely. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, they keep telling us El Paso's fixing to explode. All we have to do is invest another mm, half a billion dollars in uh, quality of life. And then, uh, oh wait, did I say half a billion dollars? I meant a billion. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah, no, I did, uh, you know, after the whole COVID epidemic, I did go to this round table for the supply chain in, and included uh, state officials from Texas and from Mexico. And there was this thought that because of the issues with the supply chain with East Asia, that a lot more uh, manufacturing is going to come back. Right. But, you know, that'll take, you know, years for that to happen. To near shore. That's, it's called that's near shore. another important thing that this report mentions is that uh, for a city in El Paso that's right on the border, there are so many other variables that might affect economic development that we got no control over whatsoever. I mean, you know, like, mm-hmm. for example, what's, what's, what's a peso buy? You know, the value of a peso, you know, I mean, War, war with China, you know? I mean, you know, there's all kinds of, well, even just conflicts with China, not even mm-hmm. war, but just even conflicts with China. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of, I mean, the price of labor in Indonesia, you know? I mean, right? Yeah. Right, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Because, wow. But that mm-hmm. means, well, Indonesia then looks a lot, maybe more or less attractive than Mexico, you know? So, mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. But then you have the issue of the whole boat ride, which is what right? turned the world upside down and right? the made inflation skyrocket. So. Right, when uh, that uh, port at Huntington Beach, I believe, was clogged, mm -hmm. where they had uh, yeah. container Truck. ships anchored out to sea all the way to uh, southeast Hawaii. Jeez, Louise. Son of do, a... Do you believe that? Did you believe that? I remember that, yes. <laughs> I mean, if you said it, I do. It must be true. Okay. <laughs> Way to go, Rich. Uh, you know, one of the ways we attract people are those incentives. You know, we. <clears throat> it seems like the only thing is a tax incentive, but unclear if that really helps. Right. And, you know, I got to say it hasn't. Have you mm -hmm. been reading? Have you been reading the newspaper? Have you, dear listener, been reading the newspaper? I know you haven't because the newspaper's hurting bad. But uh, uh, yeah, businesses are closing in El Paso. Tuesday morning is closing in El Paso. Bed mm -hmm. Bath and Beyond, Beyond is closing. That's a kicker. Mm -hmm. There was that uh, wire harness company. Sumitomo, something like that. Sumitomo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? What? Been you? here forever. Yeah, well, John Noel. John Noel. John Noel. Yeah, I'm no. sorry for being informed. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, did you see? Did you see how surprised I was? Yeah, I know. Bertie <laughs> knew something. It, no, but it's my job. Tomo. Yeah. Tomo. Right. You go, bro. It's my job to. Well, you know. Right. Be I, you don't have to tell me, bro. Gone. Dang, that was a week ago. That they just announced that, right? Yeah, it's recent. Sumitomo, yeah. Huh. Yeah, 24-year-old company here. Gone. Put it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard given all the economic indicators and news stories and anecdotal evidence. It's hard to... Uh, Believe them when they tell us that, oh yeah, stay the course, <laughs> stay the course, pay no attention to the icebergs in our way, you know? That, mm -hmm. it's just a little leak. Let's go ahead. Keep going. Mm -hmm. No, it's, uh, it's a joke and it's tragic for El Paso and it's, uh, I have to wonder what was motivating the previous city council, well, the previous city councils for the last 10, 12 years to uh, keep pursuing these economic development policies. What do you think, Richard? Well, you know, I don't know. So many of those, you know, the thing about El Paso is that El Paso's such a safe community and everything because we all know each other. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, um, uh, how long have I known you, Bernie? Let's say about 35 years. Like 35 years, right? 35 years. And we didn't go to high school or anything. We just, no. we just, you know, occasionally crossed paths, right? Yeah. Occasionally, I mean, you know, it's not like, yeah. yeah the the yeah. cycling was the common denominator. That was cycling, the cycling for a long time, for but, long you time. know, 
And also we had a uh, uh, friends in common. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So yeah, yeah. But uh, in El Paso, everybody knows who you are. Whatever you know, whatever oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, you got to watch out. Right, and so uh, that creates this social uh, conscience. Because right. mm-hmm. uh, you get a black mark, man, you know, if you're going to be in some bar and some party and somebody's going to call you out, you know. And yeah. Either that mm-hmm. or, you know, you ha- you know you have that blemish on your soul, right? So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big little town. It's a big little town. And uh, I think you may have noticed that a lot of those former members of government have uh, dropped out of sight. I mean, El Paso's El Paso's a great city to get a house in the suburbs and go to your job, you know, and stay home and, you know, mm-hmm. not interact with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a lot of America's like that. I don't know. Yeah, who's to say? Who's to Introverted. Say? Just keep to, keep to themselves. If you Perfectly say... Perfectly okay. If you say, if you were to ask me, and I, I know you were about to, if mm-hmm. why I like El Paso, it's that stuff. It's like uh, what El Paso has to offer. You go over to your friend's house and you, you know... Have a barbecue, a carne asada, yeah. right? Or, you know, mm-hmm. drink a bottle of For tequila, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. It's, so, a, doubt. it's yeah. a great place to live. El Paso's a great place it to really live. Is. The weather's good. You know what? Like everywhere in the world, the people are great. But the government sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. right. I mean, Mexico. Yeah. I took a couple of Polish guys over to Juarez yesterday. And I, I shared that sentiment with them, and they said, Oh, you've been to Poland. I said, No! The whole world is like that, man. I mean, I can't believe the government's jacking our property taxes because El Paso is such a good place to live. Not like they had anything to do with it. They're like the mob. They're like coming in with extorting you. Oh, yeah, you've got a, you got a nice city here. I'd hate to see anything happen to it, you know. Yeah. Settle up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, what do you got out of that report there, Ben? Did you find something? <clears throat> you know, a little more. One of the things that the report says is that if we do want to increase the, you know, economic uh, outlook for El Paso, those city leaders who are trying to attract businesses should focus on jobs that pay $19 an hour or $20 an hour. Right. Um, so I just thought I'd like check out. Oh, another thing it says is uh, we have one of the highest percentages of, uh, sit, uh, you know, residents who are, uh, working for the government. So they have some kind of oh, government yeah, yeah, job yeah, yeah, yeah. of some kind. Um, that you know higher than most cities in in texas the other they were comparing us to i think 15 of the largest cities um so i just thought i'd go and check out what kind of jobs 
can we get today for the pay 20 bucks an hour? Let me go to the, the front, the first page. This Here. is in El Paso? Yeah, this is according, this is on, I'm on Simply Hired. All I put in was $20 an hour in El Paso. Yeah, okay. So we've got an occupational therapist. Pretty good. What's an uh, occupational therapist job pay? 45 to 105 an hour. So that's a little high, higher end. Maybe I should, let me. An occupational therapist, man. Yeah. You know what they do, right? <laughs> Anything you want <laughs> for well, for bunch. 90, 45 bucks an hour. Right? It was from yeah. forty-five to hundred. <laughs> forty-five bucks an hour. It's ninety grand a year, bro. Yeah. Ninety grand a year. Mm -hmm. So you can wow. work at a GECU as a consumer loan officer. That may be fun for some. I think it's a Sky Trans Stiff Arm. That's Stiff Arm action right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sky Transportation Services sounds like something at the airport. So I would file it that under like a government, scam. That's government a job. That's a trucking company. It sounds like a scam. No, it's a trucking company. It is. Sky, mm -hmm. out in Horizon. Okay. Yeah. So well, they're a human resource. Bernie G generally. is an expert on this stuff. There we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm informed. Right on. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be informed. I'm here to yeah. represent you, El Paso. <laughs> Those of you that are uninformed. You can work as a claims adjuster for yeah. an insurance company. Oh, yeah. That's definitely... A newborn photographer. That claims adjuster <laughs> is definitely a leg-breaking job, right? Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I'll You're adjust right. your claims. <laughs> did, did you say newborn photographer? Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. strange. Wow. My, my daughter one time, she asked me. She was doing the horoscope, she said. So, she said, what time were you born? And I said, I don't know because I was really young at the time <laughs> and I didn't have a watch. <laughs> There's a uh, Hoppy Monk is hiring. Hey, right on. Up to $27 an hour. So let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Hey, thank you for listening in to us today. We're going to Hoppy Monk to apply for a job. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm seeing just a lot of, you know, a lot of those service level type things. So there's no real, I mean, I guess a job is a job. Uh, a job is you a know, job. There's no like. And the report points out that if you have a job, you might generate sales tax, right? You, know, mm -hmm. you might buy a house, you know, mm -hmm. which both, both of which are either limited or impossible if you don't have a job. So. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So yeah. Well, yeah. I'd love to talk to y'all about this more, this Perriman report, and we will, I'm sure, because I still have things I didn't get to. But I feel like I've been talking for a long time, and I'm. You're probably more tired of it than I am. So uh, I'd like to thank today's sponsor, uh, Black Coffee. Hey. Come on, Black Coffee. Well, what are you talking about? Uh. Hostess Twinkies, golden sponge cake with a cream filling, and uh, water. You, water, you might not know it, but uh, you are 60% water. 60%, probably, more or less, water. Just like a watermelon, you know. Hmm. So, uh, thank you all for tuning in, and mostly thank you for not tuning out. Uh, nice to hear from you. Uh, Please feel free to contact us at elchukeno.com.
elchukeno at gmail.com. Elchukeno at gmail.com. I'm here with uh, Fernie G. Ben Ami, and my name is Rich Wright. Check back often. We're trying to do it a lot. Thank you. Bye.